0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Cornerback Marcus Peters was in no mood to speak with the media following his shouting match with head coach John Harbaugh. With just one straightforward message, he dismissed a group of journalists.
2: But Marlon Humphrey, yeah, he was willing to talk about the incident and gave intriguing insight into Ravens team dynamics.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Thursday, October 6th, and this is your morning Ravens vault.
2: So running back Gus Edwards returned to practice on Wednesday and we'll discuss how he looked along with a full injury report. And days following Rashad Bateman's foot injury, the Ravens made an interesting wide receiver signing.
1: Plus, Marlon Humphrey talked about how humbling it's been to see his pass defense ranked dead last in the league and the pressure he feels to help right the ship with the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town.
2: Yeah, we have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, which is now on YouTube, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So we saw it all play out on our television sets, right? Cornerback Marcus Peters and John Harbaugh got into it on the sideline of the Ravens-Bills game just as Buffalo was putting the finishing touches on its win. Juice Man threw his helmet down and had to be restrained from teammates and coaches from going over to John Harbaugh. Now, we have yet to hear from Peters himself about this heated exchange, Sarah.
1: Yeah, and Bobby, now we may have to wait even longer to get his response. It's been a few days to allow emotions to cool down, but Peters was still in no mood to talk about what happened. Reporters were given access to the locker room Wednesday to ask questions to any players inside. So, of course, they went searching for Peters, and they did find him, but he gave them the boot with one simple message. I got nothing for you guys, he told them.
2: Yeah, Sarah, there's a number of different angles you can take in terms of forming opinions on this, right? But did reporters get a sense of whether he was still upset or annoyed by that quick little... Incident.
1: Well, I mean, according to Jeff Zriebeck, who was there for the exchange, no, he didn't sound annoyed. And Zriebeck said that Peters sounded like he always does, which is straight and to the point.
2: You know, as fans look at the situation from the outside looking in, it is tempting to wonder how strong of a relationship Harbaugh and Peters will have moving forward.
1: Yeah. And that's a fair question. I mean, on one hand, it could be a beginning crack in their relationship and things could continue to go south or it could be something that makes the relationship even stronger. You know, I think back to the widely reported, quote, mutiny that Harba had on his hands with his players in 2012 It was a trying moment, but the team got stronger from it, and as we all know, they went on to win the Super Bowl, so it could go either way.
2: Well, I guess we'll just have to see how the heated exchange defines this team and those two individuals specifically moving forward. Sarah, while we haven't heard from Peters yet, both Harbaugh and fellow cornerback Marlon Humphrey did speak about the incident at this point, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they have, and from Harbaugh's point of view, it's in the past. It's done. It's done. He said after the game Sunday that he still loves Marcus Peters. And then he added this comment about it on Monday.
2: I don't anticipate any issues at all. We're here. We're, we're Unless things have changed, you know, and I'll talk to him, you know, when the opportunity comes up. But uh, we're, we're going to be great friends for the rest of our lives.
1: Now, you'll notice in that clip that Harbaugh said that he hadn't talked yet with Peters. That was on Monday. But since then, Harbaugh has addressed this issue with the entire team, according to Humphrey. And also, Bobby, I think there's a very intriguing soundbite that came from Humphrey. Now, remember, he's one of Peter's closest friends on the team, and he isn't concerned about this incident going forward. In fact... He provided some thoughtful insight on the Ravens team and locker room dynamics. Check this out. We
3: fight all the time in this building. So I fought with some people in here myself, whether it's staff, whether it's coaches, you know, it's, it's a lot that goes on. This is an emotional game. The thing I love about this building is it doesn't matter what department you work in. We all want to win on Sunday. And we all think we have a part that goes into winning on Sunday. So there's always a lot of conflict, you know, as long as we can hug it out after that's all that really matters. And since I've been here, it's never been an argument that's went one, two, three days. It's a emotional there tomorrow hey how's it going love you boom and so I think that's a great way to go you know families fight all the time the thing about being here is that I really really love is from the day you walk in they tell you you can be yourself when you're being yourself there's a lot of different characteristics there's a lot of different moods. there's a lot of different emotions and when that happens you know there's a lot of clashes but if it's all towards the goal of winning sure so we can get the boxing gloves out fight it out and live to see another day so uh it was good you know you I think you know harvest we i talked about it he talked with a lot of the guys talked to address it as a team at the end of the day we all just want to win you know going for it right there I, I loved it i was i was thinking at worst we get the ball right there wherever and we get a get a stop and then you look at the play call on defense we're right there we have a small miscommunication would have been off the field so it's crazy how it all goes The little bitty things but you know see that fight that really wasn't uh anything too new for me
2: yeah good perspective there from humphrey sarah really helpful lessons on how people can and should disagree with one another disagreement is inevitable so talk about it don't bury it challenge one another and then most importantly let it go and move forward and it kind of sounds like that's what the ravens are trying to do here how you deal with disagreement makes all the difference in the world i think we can probably all agree on that and sarah here on the vault, that's our rule of thumb, right? In this podcasting endeavor partner, we're trying.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. We're definitely upfront and straightforward and then move forward. So, and Bobby, just one more thing on this that I want to leave with people. While we don't know how Peters feels right now, we do know that prior to this spat, he had said on multiple occasions how much he loves playing in Baltimore and for the Ravens organization. He said it reminds him of his hometown of Oakland. He's also said he wants to finish his career here. So for the team's sake, let's hope Peters hasn't changed his mind. Listen to this. This is what he said on Ravens Wired just before the start of last season.
4: Baltimore is a big family, like for real. That's why I say being at the facility every day, like I got a relationship with the, the chefs and those type of things. Uh-huh. It just feels like a big old family. and You know, you can walk through the building. And you just feel the love. Everybody appreciate coming to work. It, you know, it brought my joy back for me. <laughs> for real, it did. And I feel good playing for the Baltimore Ravens where hopefully I can be done here and have to be dope.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
3: It's only a kick,
0: a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run.
2: It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure.
1: You got this. Adidas. So for the first time in over a year, Running back Gus Edwards returned to the practice field with his teammates, marking yet another important milestone in his recovery from his season-ending knee injury.
2: Yeah, it's a good sign for Edwards as this was the first week he was even eligible to practice since being placed on the physically unable to perform list. He'll need a two- to three-week ramp-up period to see how his ACL responds to increased work, Sarah, but according to John Harbaugh, he's off to a great start, and you better believe... Lamar Jackson's excited to see him back.
4: Wonderful seeing Gus today. Uh, looked like Gus to me. You know, it looked like he's back, you know, um, 100%. Just can't wait to see him on the field. Gus looked good. You know, he's out there. He's,
2: he's done a really good job with his rehab. He's worked really hard, and I uh, thought he had a good day. So, you know, it's obviously just the first day back in quite a long time. Uh, we're going to have to, you know, see where it goes, but it was certainly a good start.
1: From my point of view, Bobby, J.K. Dobbins has made this offense more dangerous. He just he makes the whole unit feel different to me. And he's not even 100% himself yet. So adding Gus Bus will take it to an even higher level.
2: And they're going to need it too, Sarah, because things don't look quite as bright for wide receiver Rashad Bateman, at least in this current moment. He didn't participate in practice Wednesday with that foot injury he sustained in the Bills game. And he was, as we mentioned earlier this week, he was caught walking out of M&T Bank Stadium with a boot on.
1: All right, so what's the status going forward, Bobby? It's kind of a big deal. It's your number one wide receiver.
2: Well, Harbaugh said that Bateman is day-to-day and that he's hopeful number seven could go this Sunday, but I wouldn't hold your breath. We all know Harbaugh has been known to use those descriptions on lots of guys. He's just trying to be vague. And you understand why. I'd be surprised to see a match up against the Bengals on Sunday, though, at this point, Sarah. You'd have to think that means Devin Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson will get more snaps as a result, and we'll probably even see a bit more of James Prochet, too, who Harb said he's feeling 100% healthy.
1: All right, and speaking of wide receivers, we know the Ravens added Bailey Gaither to the practice squad, but there's another one they added to the practice squad. Bobby, who is this other guy from Arizona that Eric DeCosta signed also to the practice squad?
2: Yeah, that's Andy Isabella, who was just released by the Cardinals, Sarah. He was Arizona's second-round selection back in the 2019 draft, getting picked ahead of future stars like DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, and Terry McLaurin. Kind of a who's who, right? He's had few opportunities in Arizona since then, though, with just 33 career catches for 447 yards and three touchdowns. He did receive permission to seek a trade earlier this season, but it never materialized. So in the end, he was cut by the team, and that's where we are now.
1: Okay, and so do you feel like these additions to the practice squad, are they a sign that Bateman could be out for a while?
2: I mean, not necessarily. Ravens make practice squad signings all the time, but they are thin at receiver, and that statement was true before Bateman's injury. It certainly doesn't mean he'll be out long-term, but they do need depth right now. Isabella's a former second-round pick, like I just mentioned, who had a ton of potential coming out of college, and you really can't find any downside in bringing him aboard at the very least.
1: All right, so real quick, let's wrap this up. Let's go through the injury report from Wednesday. What else is going on there?
2: Yeah, so Sarah, they had three players that didn't participate due to injury on Wednesday. Joining Bateman as non-participants were Justice Hill with a hamstring and Justin Houston with his groin. J.K. Dobbins also didn't practice, but Harbaugh said they're giving him Wednesdays as scheduled off days, so so nothing to be concerned about there. Now, in good news, offensive lineman Patrick McCary returned to practice in a limited capacity. Capacity, And then once again, Ronnie Stanley was a full participant. We know many outsiders think this could be the week that Stanley will return to game action, but we won't know until Sunday night. But if there's one thing for sure, Lamar Jackson's looking forward to the big fellas return.
4: Uh, It mean a lot, you know, it's going to protect my blind side a little more. You know, I'm so used to him being, you know, that guy to protect uh, the blind side. Uh, But Philele was doing a great job as well. You know, but it'll mean a lot. You know, um, our offense get to go on with Guru and um, back on the field. So, yeah.
2: All right. We all know the Cincinnati Bengals are coming to town next, and they're bringing their dynamic quarterback, Joe Burrow, and what might be the NFL's best trio of wide receivers in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Sarah, it's going to be a massive challenge for a Ravens pass defense that ranks dead last in the NFL. All
1: right. And because it's a massive challenge, Bobby, that means it's also a massive opportunity for this 32nd ranked pass defense to prove themselves. Now, Marlon Humphrey talked about this ranking and he said it's unacceptable. He feels like there's this big weight on his shoulders to bring that number down.
3: Shoot, we're still trying to grow up. I mean, we're 30, we're last. I was in the cafeteria this morning, look up there. The cafeteria will humble you. You know, it got, you got, you know, the Good Morning Football, NFL Network, Stephen A. You know, it's something I want to do one day, so I think some guys will be mad at me one day, but it's humbling to look up there and be like, dang, we got Marcus Peters, Ball Hawk, got me, Marcus Williams, Dog Chuck, all these guys, great players, but you know, we're still trying to come together. I mean, to look up there and be eating lunch and you see 32nd, you're just like, it's great to see because, you know, I, I like to stay humble. But we're still trying to gel together, um, and we, we really want to get that, you know, 32nd down. Um, it's uh, it, It'll be a tough road, but I'm really excited for it, especially with the, this bunch coming in. It definitely will, we'll definitely all have our hands full.
2: What's interesting about it, Sarah, is Humphrey himself has been playing lights out through four games. He hasn't made any glaring mistakes that jump off the tape at you. He secured two interceptions. And according to CBS, Humphrey has allowed the fourth lowest passer rating of all NFL DBs. So to see him point the finger at himself, even though he's playing lights out, just tells you all you need to know about this guy's character.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. It's like a different guy than you see on social media and his tweets all the time, but he's he's a leader for sure. And he also showed leadership by being focused throughout Wednesday's press conference. He would only answer questions about this upcoming game. He didn't want to look backwards at the 17-point collapse against the Bills. He also didn't want to talk about past performances against Cincinnati, which, by the way, includes 82 combined points allowed in last year's matchup so no there was no dwelling on the pass for Marlon Humphrey
3: we didn't really think about last year we think about this year so we have lost two this year uh we don't want to make it three so going forward we'll try to get that streak uh, kind of ended yeah we ain't really talking about last week normally here this is a new week it's Cincinnati Bengals week so I'm excited to uh, get to work on them yeah we didn't talk about last week that'll be the third time I said that but this Cincinnati Bengals week we're looking forward to this game Sunday night in the bank I know the fans will be loud, so I'm really excited for that atmosphere. Say the question again?
1: How are how they going to utilize their, offense, their
3: offense? I thought you said something about last year. but um.
1: All right, so let's do that. Looking at this week, we know that the Bengals boast the number 8 pass offense in the league through four weeks. So if there's a good time for Humphrey and this defense to start gelling and reach their potential, this would be it.
3: I could write a book about it. It's, uh, it's tough. They all got... You know, wide receiver, one caliber guys. You know, I remember three years ago when it was going into the week, it was like, if you can stop Tyler Boyd, you can be okay. And then Higgins comes, is like, if you can stop Tyler Boyd and Higgins, you can, you can, you can get the job done. And then they get Chase, and it's like, oh, he'll be a little rusty, rookie guy. And then it's like, crap, this dude's looking like all pro. So it's uh, it's really tough. I think they all bring a different dynamic to the game. Boyd is a the guy they want to get the ball to on third down a lot. You know, Chase is their kind of deep threat speed really strong yak guy um higgins is just he kind of is a mixture of kind of both i think um, all big body guys so they all just bring so much to the table and really can kind of do it all it's just depends on how they want to use them it's a really tough matchup so everybody will be, really have to be on point
2: and before we jump some other quick news items you need to know beginning with this from the ravens They'll dress in their black-on-black uniform Sunday night under the primetime lights. And Sarah, for whatever it's worth, under John Harbaugh, Baltimore is 14-2 all-time in the black-on-black drip. And how about this statistic? This this will eat at Ravens fans. Baltimore has trailed for a grand total of 14 seconds this entire season, and yet they sit 2-2. Two and two. And finally, that brings us to a question that Lamar Jackson was asked on Wednesday about what this offense can do to help the team finish games once they have the lead.
4: I wouldn't say what we're not doing. I just say we just need to keep putting up points, because we're doing that at the beginning of the game. Um, We need to finish drives, if anything, no penalties. Um, I feel like that that slowed us down a lot this past weekend. Uh, The little thing is the little detail that that we're messing up right now, and that's why we're not closing out games.
2: And finally, Bengals standout kicker Evan McPherson is a big Justin Tucker fan, and he's hoping to meet up with number nine and exchange jerseys at some point.
4: I definitely would like to, uh, just because if it doesn't happen this game, I mean, you know, I, I hope to get his jersey one of these one of these games whenever we play together.
1: Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. You know that we created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of last month, the RavensVault podcast is now available on YouTube. Please consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week five. All you have to do is simply search... Ravens Vault Podcast on YouTube.
2: Yeah, that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Friday morning with the Ravens news you need to know. If you or someone you know is interested in advertising on our podcast, hit us up at Baltimore Ravens Vault at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening to the Ravens Vault.